Welcome back. I'm here today with Ryan Evans. He is the co-founder and the CEO of Inboard. Well, Ryan, welcome to today's show. Alan, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So Ryan, for our viewers, our listeners out there, can you tell us some background of, uh, you know, from, from your educational mm -hmm. experience and it's just your first company that you've done? And, yeah. yeah. So I grew up in Chicago um, in the Midwest and went to school there. And I was always into team sports, you know, baseball, soccer, football. Uh, but I always loved action sports, snowboarding, you know, wakeboarding, surfing. And so when I was in university, I just had this draw to travel abroad. I went to school in New Zealand. And, you know, I jokingly say that, you know, that really radicalized me into action sports. Um, I love business, but I also love being outside, really kind of pushing myself. And so after graduating from university, I decided to kind of marry the two. And I went full time into the kiteboarding industry, actually. So I started out kiteboard coaching all over the world. And then from there, got into sales. And then from there, got into management, um, got sponsored by a company, traveled the world for a while, and then end up, ended up you know, working for the company as the president of their North American operations, really doing a lot more of the, the kind of hands-on business development. And so it was the perfect marriage of you know, my love for kind of pushing things in the outdoor world, but also challenging myself in the business landscape. Um, and so that's kind of what led me to where I am today with Inboard. Now, is Inboard your first company then? It is, yeah. And then uh, between the, behind the inspiration, what made you decide, I want to jump out of my job at Kiteboard yeah. and, uh, and, 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 and go move this forward? Was it, was it with a partner initially or what was the... Uh... You know, I love the action sports industry. Um, it's really fun and engaging, amazing people, but the general consensus is that you're giving up some salary so that you can you know, take part in that amazing lifestyle. And that's great for a period of time. And after a while, you're like, I kind of want to make that extra money. Um, I loved action sports, but my favorite thing was applying technology to it and really kind of enhancing that experience. Um, and so my current business partner, uh, Theo Serbaneshi, brilliant you know, mechanical engineer from France, he was flying drones back in 2008, 2009, really before they were popular. And we kind of created a strong friendship while you know, kind of applying drones to action sports. So surfing, filming ourselves surfing, and all these cool things that we could do. So whenever there was a new product or a new technology and we were like, hey, this is a new application for how we could use it, um, you know, we really kind of celebrated that. And so when Theo came up with the idea for the Manta Drive technology, our in-wheel motor that pushes our electric skateboard, um, the first time I saw it and I got to experience it, immediately I knew that this was for us. Um, it really was that kind of per perfect marriage of business, technology, and uh, the sports that we love. Yeah, you're, uh, what year was this where you actually started with the, the idea and then the proof of concept. So it was uh, April 2014. Um, Theo had been building electric skateboards for about three or four years already um, using external belt motors. And there were huge pros to it. Um, you had a lot of power very easily. But uh, there was also a lot of cons. It never really felt like skateboarding, the, the kind of skateboarding that we really loved, where you're able to just kind of push and go. Um, you always felt a bit of a kind of drag from that drivetrain. And so we just knew from our background that we really liked you know, the aesthetics of really beautiful surfboards, of you know, the refinement, and kind of how you know, technology is really best when it's the least, you know, when it's really a reductive process in that development. And so we really wanted to kind of go into this new emerging market of rideables, you know, these new lightweight electric vehicles with that same kind of ideology. How can we make something that's really, really beautiful, really um, technologically advanced, but at the same time simple? And then, yeah, you know, why, why don't we hold up for the listeners yeah. uh, or the, the, the viewers of uh, the, the, uh, the, the skateboard and maybe go through some of this here. Absolutely. So you have basically, this is, this is the inboard. Yep, this is it right here. And the inboard actually has headlights and a, a taillight yep. on a 
equivalent of like a longboard. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's a longboard skateboard uh, deck shape. Um, and the big USP is that we've actually put the motor inside this wheel here. So it's the smallest in-wheel electric motor that uh, is this powerful in the world. And we designed every component of this from scratch. And so you can control the board using this remote. So you've got a safety switch in the front that you hold. And then you just push forward to accelerate forward. And you pull back to brake. Um, and so this really changes the way that people can get around in an urban area. It only weighs 14 pounds. So you can easily get in the back of an Uber or take it into a restaurant or a bar. Um, and uh, it still allows you to have the kind of distance at a 10 mile range and the speed, 20 miles an hour, to get around an urban area pretty quickly. So we kind of put this in the same class as an electric bike. It's way lighter, about uh, a fifth of the weight, weighs 14 pounds versus 55 or 60. Um, it uh, you know, gives you a 10 mile range, which is you know, comparable to most electric bikes. And uh, it gives you a top speed of 20 miles an hour, which is really pretty solid. Um, so we try to think about you know, what's a product that really anybody can use, which really has a global issue, transportation. And the one thing that we've all wanted is how can I take that transportation with me? How can I have something that's always on demand, always convenient? And that was really kind of the inception for it. I would be walking around my university when I was in college and I would think, man, if only I had a way to get from you know, the bottom of this hill to the top and get to that bus stop. But I didn't want to carry a bike with me all the time. Um, you know, the buses during the kind of peak hours of the day were way too congested and packed to be able to take a bike on. And so, you know, I just walked everywhere. Uh, my business partner, Theo, had a similar problem when his bike was stolen at his university three times in a row. And that's when he really said, you know what, I've got these extra drone motors laying around for the drones that we were flying. And he applied them to the skateboard. And that's really how things started. Ryan, I, I need to take a quick break. Yeah. And we'll be right back after these messages. I'm busy here today with Ryan Evans, who's the CEO and co-founder of Inboard. We'll be right back after these messages. Since you can't take your wealth with you, spend time with your family. Welcome back. I'm visiting here today with Ryan Evans. He's a co-founder and the CEO of Inboard. It's an inboard skate company, a longboard, uh, motorized. And uh, in the first segment, we talked about uh, how you got started in on this. But, you know, you're now starting production. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How's it going? So, you know, you go through these different phases of, uh, you know, kind of founding a company and as the business grows and develops. So prototyping and kind of pre-manufacturing is one, really exciting. Um, but when you go into manufacturing, that's really kind of playing with the big leagues now. So uh, for us, it was designing every component uh, with that in mind, is how can we build a product that's not only beautiful and really refined, but also modular, so it's easy to fix and replace. Um, and you have to think about how you're going to manufacture and assemble it. So uh, we've been working with a phenomenal uh, contract manufacturing partner. Uh, and this allows us to focus on what we do best, which is design, engineering, marketing, and that repetitive process of consistently building a quality product, we're going to trust one of the best manufacturers in the world with it. Um, so that gives us a lot of flexibility to focus on what we do best, which is you know, create awesome products. As you're rolling this out, uh, how are you handling with the handling the logistics with the demands? Are you getting a lot of calls saying, "Hey, I want one of those things"? Yeah, the the demand has been off the charts. So um, you always got to hope for the best, um, but you also have to prepare for the best. 
um, because you know having a lot of demand, that's a lot of responsibility um, you know, to your customers. So we did a Kickstarter last year where we sold uh, just under half a million uh, dollars in product. Uh, since then, we've continued to sell on our website uh, a few thousand boards directly. So we're actually at our capacity limit for this year. Um, and now we're moving to a batch style um, ordering program where customers are ordering for a month batch in the future. So right now it's for January 2017. Um, and once we fill that up, we'll move on to February. Uh, beyond that, we're kind of unique in that we focused on building the product for global distribution. So in January, we begin fulfilling to our distributing partners internationally. So by end of January, February 2017, you'll be able to find the M1, which is our flagship board in almost every retail store, in, the, in every major kind of action sports retail store in the world. That's a huge cost trying to launch a product internationally. Yeah. And so, you know, what are some of the, the things that as an entrepreneur, and, and business owner, you, you walk through, you know, do we, do we focus on certain markets mm -hmm. first or do we just go for the whole enchilada? Or yeah. What, uh... So, you know, we spent quite a bit of time really focusing on, you know, kind of pioneering these new systems. So our in-wheel motor that technology that we call MantaDrive, um, you know, we developed, you know, we were the first to have it. Um, so that takes you a bit longer to get to market. Um, so I think in some regards, uh, you know, we're kind of catching up. Uh, had we, you know, kind of gone with, you know, less new technologies, we might have been able to get out sooner. But the, the, the benefit is that we've got a huge global demand and uh, that we really want to be able to satiate that. And, you know, kind of looking at the market, you know, it's a global problem, transportation. We've got a global solution. And so we really feel that, you know, one of the companies that is really kind of first to have that global presence, that global support, uh, is really going to be the company that really probably does the best. Um, so that's really our focus is how can we meet the demands of our European customers, our American customers, Southeast Asia, and even South America. The demand's been really, really high. Um, but that m puts a lot of responsibility on us to do it right and, uh, and to make sure that we're very thoughtful and methodical about the way that we do it. Uh, and the great thing is we've got an amazing team. Uh, our chief of operations has worked with you know, some of these big contract manufacturers before. I've got a really extensive background in sales and distribution. So uh, it's kind of making sure that you've got the right partners and then doing everything kind of together. When you're looking at the, uh, the customer base, who is the target for on the, uh, the inboard? So I think, you know, the interesting thing right now is it's a skateboard. And so people kind of automatically assume, oh, it's for maybe 18 to, you know, mid 30 year olds. Um, it's a higher price point. So, you know, people who maybe are business professionals. And while that's definitely part of our demographic, it actually skews a lot higher as well. Um, right now, our main demographic is 35 to, to 55. Um, they're kind of early adopters, you know, tech innovators, um, and they're buying this product because they see it as both something that they can use recreationally to get around on the weekend and have fun, but also something that's going to allow them to get around in their daily lives, whether they live in San Francisco or New York um, or Berlin, and this is a nice lightweight form to, of, of transportation to get around. So. As we kind of continue to develop the product, um, we're going to see price deflation. So, you know, $9.99 product and in a few years, probably $6.99 price points. And that's when you open up the college and kind of the high school kids. But even more than that, Alan, we really look at this as kind of like a, a base set of features. You've got a motor, a battery, and electronics. And as you put those into different form factors, um, you know, things with handles, things with seats, you could put it into a wheelchair or you could put it into a child product. Um, all of a sudden, your demographic becomes, you know, pretty much everybody in the world. Um, and that's where we really kind of see this, this going. And when we think about the market and the development of these products, it's really about how people get around, not how, you know, a certain category gets around. I'm visiting here today with Ryan Evans, and he's the co-founder 
and the CEO of Inboard, and we've been talking about his new product, the M1. It's an inline skateboard, and uh, Ryan, I need to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. I love fishing, you know, with my family. I think it would be easier to use a net. It was so much fun. The times when we are together, it makes it all, all the more worth it. Having Dad teach them how to like cast a fly rod and... As long as we're doing stuff together, we're having fun. Some people see a father and his son fishing together, while others see a succession plan. Welcome back. I'm here today with Ryan Evans, and we've been talking about his new product, the M1. Uh, he's the CEO and co-founder of, um, of Inboard. And, and Ryan, when we were in the last segment, at the tail end, we talked about writable technologies. First of all, what is a writable technology? That's a great question. Um, and it's, it's somewhat you know, strange to be part of such a new product category um, because you're like checking with other people. Is this what we're calling it? Is that what other people are calling it? But a few years ago, um, a few journalists came out uh, about these new lightweight electric skateboards and how they weren't just skateboards, but people were calling them lightweight vehicles, electric vehicles. And once that started, they started to really kind of understand that short of bikes, bikes that weigh, you know, 35, 55 pounds, especially electric bikes, there's a huge new um, benefit when you can take a product with you that's very lightweight, so smaller than a bike. And so they started calling all these lightweight electric vehicles that were under 25 pounds rideables. And some of the rideables that you'll see today are hoverboards, these two-wheel self-balancing scooters that don't really hover. Um, so that was a rideable that this past year um, in November and uh, December and Christmas uh, really blew up, you know, both figuratively and literally with their battery fires. Um, so that was a rideable, but uh, it was relatively slow at a top speed of about four or five miles an hour. It was on the heavier side as well. They weigh about 25 pounds. Um, and then you've got other rideables like um, scooters, electric scooters um, that have a motor inside their wheel or a, a belt drive. Um, they've got a handle. So some, for some people, they're a little bit easier to use. Um, and then you've got electric skateboards um, and a whole bunch of new form factors as well. One wheels with a big center wheel where if you lean forward, they accelerate. Uniwheels that go between your feet, almost like a, like a unicycle, but uh, with no seat on them, you just stand and go. But the bigger thing is that you know there's a huge demand, a growing demand, and, and kind of awareness for vehicles that allow you to get from the train station to your place of business or to your home or your apartment when you live in urban areas. And even for people who live in suburban areas, um, they like nice ways to get around so they don't have to walk across a big, expansive parking lot. And the reason that rideables are becoming you know, such a new market today is because of the advancements in some of the motor technology, thanks to drones, thanks to the rise of electric vehicles, and really um, the new battery packs, the new lithium-ion battery cells that um, are actually very safe when you look at the volume of cells that are out there. Um, but there you know, has to be a renewed and continued focus on those as well. So um, it's an exciting category because as it continues to expand, it's really going to meet every person's needs in the world. Whether you're a child and you want to get, get in a rideable that you literally sit and ride on, almost like a power wheel um, that we grew up with as kids, uh, all the way up to mobility products for the disabled or the elderly. You know, the, the, you talk about the battery pack. Yeah. And, and Samsung, with their Galaxy, had some issues. And also the hoverboard. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how do you address how do you address what you're doing with the battery pack versus what these other de 
these others did so that you're not making the same mistake. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is, is self-policing. Um, when you're a company, you've got a responsibility um, you know, to your shareholders, to your customers, uh, and safety is paramount to all of those. It's in everybody's best interest. Um, you know, if we'd spend a lot of money and time and energy to build the best battery pack that we can, and that's what we did, um, we're going to see, you know, good sales from that. But if one of our competitors doesn't do that, um, and it creates, you know, la lack of confidence in this industry, that hurts us. And so what we want to do is work with our competitors to work with other providers in this market to make sure that they're doing their best as well. Uh, and I think as long as we all kind of look at each other um, for best practices rather than the lowest common denominator, I think we'll be all right. Um, but that's it. You really need to have a collective focus as an industry. Uh, and those are some of the things that we're working towards right now. Uh, Rideables is a young, new industry, but we're already working to create a trade organization um, so that we can communicate and you know, you know, share these best practices. So we talk about legal and safety challenges. Yeah. Which ones have you run into so far? So you know, some of them have been, uh, you know, how do you classify this product? That's it. You know, it's it's not a skateboard. Um, it's not really a, a sporting good product. It's really a vehicle, but at the same time, it's not a car or a moped. So this is a challenge for, for municipalities, for states, for any kind of uh, regulator. And so for us, it's all about how can we work with the regulator to make sure that we're creating a very open and accessible environment, not only for the adoption of these products, but this, the growth of this new industry. Um, and when you talk to assembly members, congressmen, um, you know, local um, boards, uh, they're very, very like receptive to this new technology. They realize that you know, we're solving some of the pain points of, the, of, of this, the biggest cities in the world and the biggest pain points, parking, public transportation and its over-congestedness, pollution. Um, these are things that you know, these products really solve. And so you know, for one, in California, we just this past year passed a bill called AB604 that made rideables, these lightweight electric vehicles, in the same classification as electric bikes. So as long as you have a helmet on, you have lights at night, um, and you have a top speed of around 20 miles an hour, you can go anywhere a bike can go. And that's really where we see the adoption of this new category. You know, when you're on one of these, uh, how stable are they? So I think that's the amazing thing. We're taking so much new technology, stuff that wasn't even possible five years ago, and we're putting it into a relatively old form factor, a skateboard. And so when most people look at a skateboard, they think tricks, they think dangerous. And what we've created is something that's easy to use and very safe. Um, and so you can create a lot of stability just by you know, tuning um, you know, some of the components of the board that we've made it very easy to do. And in fact, we actually have a mobile app that you can you know, download on your phone and you can set different modes. So beginner mode with a top speed of eight miles an hour and very slow acceleration, all the way to that advanced mode where you can go 20 miles an hour. And how long does the battery last? So it depends on the rider weight and also you know, how steep the hills you're going up and down are. Uh, the board has regenerative braking, which means as you slow down or go down a hill, it actually charges up the battery. But you're looking at around a seven to 10 mile range for your average kind of person in, in the average kind of city. You know, we're talking about over the brake, the uh, going downhill, there's a nice feature with this. Yeah. It's funny, if you give it to an existing skateboarder, uh, you know, the thing that they love is, is the motor. Um, but if you give it to somebody who's a novice or maybe apprehensious towards a skateboard, when they try the product for the first time, they light up because of the brake. Because for so long, skateboards were not something they were in control of. It gave them anxiety because once you start going too fast, how do you stop? But the ability to control not only your acceleration, but the braking, especially downhills, it gives you a lot more confidence. And when you're more confident, you're more comfortable. And when you're comfortable, you progress. Um, and so what we're seeing is just about 60% of our customers are not skateboarders. They're people who've always, or maybe like the idea of it, but never thought it was something for them. 
So Ryan, if I wanted to get one of these skateboards, how would I go about that? So right now we're selling it on inboardtechnology.com. That's our website, and we're selling them globally. So anybody in the world can go on and pre-order one today. Um, if you order one today, we're going to be shipping them in January 2017. And starting in January 2017, we'll be able to uh, you ship them on demand. So if you place an order today, it'll ship uh, the following day. And then what are these running now? Uh, it's $1,399. Um, so the way that we kind of position it as an alternative to an electric bike or, you know, that monthly car payment over the course of a year, you would have, you know, an M1. So if you want to live in an urban area, free yourself from a, a parking spot payment every month and, you know, a car payment, this is a great alternative. I've been visiting here today with Ryan Evans. He's the CEO and the co-founder of Inboard uh, Technologies. And, uh, and, and Ryan, I'd like to thank you for being on today's show. And uh, this looks like an exciting project, and I wish you all the best. Thanks, Alan. Really appreciate it.